welcome to another episode of the Commercial Property Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Alexander, and thank you for tuning in. I don't know about you, but it's been a really busy few weeks. We've actually got three development projects going on right now, which is always challenging, of course, keeping on track and keeping the finance on track, but even more so right now with shortages and cost pressures and all that stuff that I'm sure you're experiencing too. But it is exciting to see the progress. And very soon, a big venue space we've been working on forever at one of our locations is going to be ready so we can unleash it on our customers. It's such a cool space. It's got lots of historical features like stone and brick, cast iron and even brick vaulted ceilings. I'm so looking forward to when that's finished. I've also been out though at a number of property networking events. I've been able to get out meeting investors at lots of different stages of their property businesses. I've also had the chance to speak at a number of property training events too, which has led to lots of interesting conversations. Investors are looking to add commercial property to their portfolios, and it's been really interesting to have a chat to them about some of the strategies they've they've looked at and some of the thoughts they have on how they can actually get into commercial. And it's so good to get back out and meet people face to face and just talk about property in general. But it hasn't given me the chance to talk about commercial property. And I always enjoy the opportunity to share, of course, our niche, the CMO strategy, and see the light go on in some people's eyes when they realise this strategy could really work well for them. But for all the property-related questions I get asked, it is interesting that no matter what strategy or location people are working in, a big challenge for some is keeping a consistent level of motivation. This is particularly true for those who are just starting out and don't have lots of successes to lean on for self-belief. It's also true that a lot of successful residential investors seem to disregard their success in that particular strategy or sector when moving over to commercial property investing. Without using those successes to provide a platform or belief, it can be quite difficult to maintain any kind of motivation without questioning their abilities or even whether they deserve to succeed in that murky world of commercial property. It's quite interesting. And today's podcast is titled 10 Ways to Keep Yourself Motivated and get things done. I started working on this episode quite a while ago, but I put it aside for later when I could work out exactly how to present such a big topic in a short, snappy podcast slot. Being asked this question a few times recently, though, I decided just to put together a podcast that covers some of the things that I try to do to get consistent results, whether I'm motivated or maybe when I'm less so. I soon learned that keeping the list short, of course, is quite difficult, and I questioned the semantics around motivation, productivity, clarity, self-belief, confidence, and energy levels. They're all interlinked, and sometimes it's quite difficult to differentiate them. I think we can get quite confused between not feeling motivated and the sense of inertia, or a lack of motivation versus a question on whether we're focused enough. And a lack of motivation can also be confused with a lack of action. Am I not acting here because I just don't feel motivated? They're intertwined. However, you can be the most motivated person in the world, but without action, it won't matter for nothing. And on the other hand, action, whether you've got motivation or not, can create better future realities. Let's dive into my list. Let's see if you can relate to any of them or many of them. My hope is that you'll find some actions here that will just make a difference to you when that motivation next dwindles. The 10 ways to motivate yourself that I want to cover fall into two categories. Firstly, the why. 
and then the actions and tricks to get yourself moving when you don't feel motivated. I think motivation's a fleeting thing. When you see some of it, grab it, of course, but it won't last forever. The rest of the time, we have to consciously, conscientiously work on actions to keep ourselves moving forward. And over time, all of this will build more confidence, which in turn breeds more belief and reduces the impact of factors that influence our motivation. But let's jump onto that first one. The reason why, and it does get talked about a lot, doesn't it? We need to keep it front and centre. What are we doing all of this for anyway? And let's face it, we're really lucky in the property business. If structured right, it can give you a time freedom. And if you work hard, it can give you considerable financial freedom. In other words, choices. The hard and fast link between time and money that comes with a job becomes decoupled when you work for yourself and you build income generating assets. Unfortunately, some people miss the income generating assets bit and just go and work for themselves and they pick up a different vehicle from their job but actually end up having to continue swapping time for money. Robert Kiyosaki talks about that a lot, doesn't he, in his book Rich Dad Poor Dad. Make sure your choice of vehicle, whether that be a job or a business, has the capacity to give you the lifestyle you really want. Otherwise, you need to get off that horse and find a new one. Let's pick an example, like going for a long visit to a location you really fancied going and immersing yourself in as a local. Pick somewhere, let's say Manhattan in New York. You want to go there for a month. Now, it's not necessarily going to cost loads of money to go there, but what it is going to cost is a month of time. Now, can the vehicle you're working on give you that month while still providing enough income to allow you to go and do it? Those sorts of things are different and it's that time and money balance that you're trying to go for. Is that something that you're doing this investing for? Is that why you're in property? Is that why you're looking at commercial perhaps to try and get something that's a bit more passive to allow you to go and do that? It absolutely can, of course, but these are the things you need to keep front and centre. For me, one of the things I really like to think about doing is going for a full ski season to the Alps or perhaps the Rockies to experience the full winter from the very early snows right through to the spring snow, being ready to pounce on any fresh powder as it falls throughout the season. Because it's always the case, you go on holiday for a couple of weeks and it snows just when you're leaving, or it snowed a week before you arrived, and then when you're there, there's not necessarily quite as much. It's a bit hit and miss, isn't it? But if you were able to stay out there for a full season, you could go out for any of those days, couldn't you? And then, perhaps as it goes into spring, you start enjoying those longer days when the warm sun starts to arrive. It's such a good feeling to relax, knowing you've put in a good shift on the snow and now you can indulge in some after-ski food and bev. To actually live through a full season doesn't cost an insane amount of money, but it does take time again, doesn't it? Or perhaps it's something else for you. Perhaps it's to do with money itself and what you can do with it. So maybe you are after earning more money. Maybe it can help with family. Maybe it could help with causes close to your heart. Do you feel a little bit helpless sometimes and wish you could give more to make a difference in other people's lives? And then for other people, the why might be the fear or the consequences of actually not getting things done. We don't have all the time in the world, do we? Time is finite. The why should be your biggest motivation. And some say the only one that is relevant. But I think it goes so much deeper than that. I think most of us do have these kinds of aspirations. But they can be fleeting as the lack of belief or clarity of what we need to do can quickly create a fog around them. 
The rest of these steps are essentially hacks and tricks you can try to get yourself to take the necessary action, whether you're motivated or not. Personally, I think that can make the biggest difference over a longer period of time. It's learning to create the environment for you to keep doing the necessary work whenever we don't have the luxury of motivation to keep us going. How many times you come back from a motivating weekend or a conference full of energy and intent only for a good old slapping on Monday when your life reminds you why you shouldn't dream? Learn how to combat that with your own tricks and clarity. Let's move into some of those actions. So the second thing I have on my list, have a specific list for the day or upcoming week so you can just go on automatic pilot when you need to. When motivation from that weekend or something that's been going on starts to dwindle, have a roadmap for the week ahead because it can really help you maintain focus whilst the motivation may be dwindling. And that really moves on to the third one, which is work out the best times of the day for you and the best times when you actually work well. You see, sometimes motivation and workflow comes at different times of the day. You might have noticed that yourself. Maybe you work best in the evening. Maybe it's best getting up really early. Sometimes it's around 11 o'clock. For me, sometimes it's 11. Sometimes it's sort of 6 through till about midnight. Those are good times for me. It's just trying to work out what's the best time and focus in around that. Tune into that to try and get the best amount of work done during those periods. And then give yourself a bit of time off at those other points in the day where things don't work so well. The fourth one is just start on one task. This is a little hack. The successful completion of it will release some endorphins and you'll find that it's easier to get into the next thing. I find that just getting started can be quite difficult, especially when I've got a big list. So what I tend to do is ignore all of it and get started on one thing. Ideally an important one, and not one of the less important tasks. As Stephen Covey says, tackle some of the big rocks first. But once you do, it does help with the motivation because you've got that out of the way and now you start moving on to the next one because you want to feel that, that activity and that action again. The fifth one is don't keep jumping around from topic to topic. The multitasking thing or from activity to activity. I do end up multitasking quite a lot because we've got multiple activities going on, a couple of different businesses. So you're one moment you're talking to somebody about a restaurant, the next moment you're talking to somebody about a meeting room, then about development, then about some roofing products. It does jump around. And I do find that it takes me a few minutes to really get into the flow with a particular task. So what I would say is try and reduce the amount of time you're multitasking and jumping around from topic to topic. Because it can be quite draining as you try to keep those thinking levels up for more than one area of work. So if you can, focus in on one thing, get into the flow and stay with it so you can be more productive. The next one is switch off distractions. Pretty easy. Motivating yourself or getting yourself to actually do productive things, which is what we're really talking about here, can be down to basically tricking yourself by having discipline. Switch off the distractions. Switch off the phone, maybe, or other computing devices or TVs or whatever it is that's in your life that gets in the way. Just find a quiet space just to get the workflow going. The next one is really important. Be around inspirational people as often as you can. It's probably only proper that I mention at this point, if you haven't listened to episode 26 and have enjoyed this episode so far, then I would recommend you jump back to that one. I talk in depth about conditioning, 
and you consciously placing yourself in the right environment to grow your aspirations and belief. It's recognizing that the environment you've been in has created your belief system that you're working within. And perhaps to change it, you need to put yourself in a different environment. That conditioning, change it. The next one is set up some accountability. So if you're trying to get motivated, it can be pretty motivating if you're about to check in with your accountability partner or your mentor in a few days' time. If you have a list of ones that you've said you're going to do, and you're going to have to explain to them why you haven't, if they're still incomplete. If you don't have this set up, then I'd strongly suggest you get out and find an accountability partner. Somebody that you know, maybe not in the same business type, but somebody who's trying to go down the same path, a mastermind group or a mentor to get you and keep you accountable. Regular check-ins can be the most powerful element of a mastermind. It really can, because it helps when the motivation has died off and you just say at the beginning of the year or your, your pro- program that you're working on, you say, look, I'm going to do it this time. But you'd recognise that sometimes that motivation will die off and you need some accountability to keep you motivated, to keep you focused. The ninth one was have clear goals and a roadmap, of course. So without it, as I said earlier on, when the fog descends, it's hard to concentrate on anything. So you end up flitting around from one supposedly important thing to another without really achieving much at all. This isn't really about just writing down goals for today or this week. This is more about your five-year goals, breaking them down into bite-sized chunks and then using that roadmap to keep your focus so that when the fog descends, you perhaps still continue trudging on and sometimes it does feel like trudgery but you know that you've built a structure and a plan there that will get you to where you're going. But it does take time. I've mentioned this before. You've really got to concentrate on that roadmap and that five-year plan and really break it down into sensible bite-sized pieces from here to whenever it is you want to achieve that goal. But once you've got that roadmap, it's brilliant. It really helps with clarity. So it leads me on to the last one I've got on my list here, which is keep up your timeout reviews or your resets. This is when you review those goals and not problems or challenges. It's just having a refresh. It's resetting your thinking by looking back on your program, checking how you're getting on, any mid-course changes you have to make to get yourself back on track. I think it's important to say, don't beat yourself up. Become more observant of yourself, of the ebbs and flows in your motivation, your work times, when is it best for you to work, That way, you can try to optimise the performance of your mind and your body. I've talked about some of the things that I've discovered over the years, and by no means am I perfect, by the way. Just ask some of my work colleagues or family. (laughs) Every day I have to work on it. Some days are way more productive than others, and some are quite challenging. I'm sure there'll be one or two coaches who have somehow managed to get to the stage of the podcast saying, that's all well and good, but you missed out this or you missed out that. And I'll come on to some of those other items shortly. But for me, these things are the big areas of importance. I may, of course, be confused between what is motivation, productivity, energy levels, but hey, it's my podcast, it's my therapy. (laughs) Some other physical environmental factors, though, that I do think can help are the things like the food choices, fresh air, exercise, uplifting or motivating music, of course, especially if you're about to tune into something. Sometimes just some good motivating music can help clear the mind and get you focused. Turning off demotivating things, though, such as news and social media. 
plus, whenever possible, tuning out of negative conversations. Sometimes it's quite tempting to go into those negative conversations, but get out of them, tune out of them, find people who have positive um, conversations going on. Remember, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Just one deal could make all the difference to you in your life, though. Commercial can be that decisive. So keep the activity up, even when it seems to feel pointless. You have to keep fishing in order to catch a fish. Your bait has to be in the water. Are you fishing in the swim, or are you just watching from the bank? Even the most motivated have bad or down days. So don't beat yourself up when it happens to you. Just take some consistent action to try and level out the peaks and troughs of emotions. It's our job to really work out how we work ourselves, observe and try new habits and actions to improve our overall motivation. It will happen step by step, habit by habit. It's an endless task, but one with ever increasing rewards. So a quick review of the things that worked for me First off, the reason why, keep it front and centre. Why are we doing this? What is it we're trying to achieve? What are some of the aspects we want to change in our life? What are the life choices you want? Second one is, have a specific list for the day or the upcoming week. So if you need to, you can go on automatic pilot when that motivation is dwindled. Third one, work out the best times of the day for you to work. When are you most productive? There will be times of the day and they don't have to be between nine to five. There will be some slots there where you work better. Focus in on those. The fourth one was just start on one task. Don't work on lots of different things at once. Focus in on one, pick a bigger one, get that one done and that will help motivate you to get on with other tasks. But by looking at all of them, sometimes you find that actually it's very difficult and you start jumping around. And that is the fifth one. Don't keep jumping around from topic to topic. Try and keep down on the multitasking so that when you do get in the flow, you can get some real quality work done rather than lots of little bits and pieces. The sixth one is switch off those distractions. Keeping yourself motivated is one thing, but stopping yourself being distracted is really important too. Be around inspirational people to keep that motivation up. Get some accountability, maybe from those inspirational people. The ninth one is have clear goals and a roadmap. We've mentioned that before. It's really important to have that five-year plan charted out so that when you need a bit of clarity, when the fog's descending, you can go back to that roadmap and have a look at what you're trying to do here. And then the last one is that review. It is keep your timeout reviews, your reset periods, the time when you go and have a meeting with yourself. Make sure you're doing it regularly so you can reset and have a look at what's going on. Thank you for tuning in. If you actually want to learn more about commercial property, <laughs> then take a look on our website for some free resources. You'll get blogs, videos and content on there that will give you knowledge and inspiration to take on this great asset class. It's the usual W's commercialpropertyinvestor.co.uk. You'll also see it in the show notes and in there you'll also see our user handle for Instagram so you can keep up to date with some of the projects we're working on. So all that remains is for me to finish on a very motivational speech. Now get off your butt and go and get some work done. See you next week. Mm-hmm.